0: Good morning, church. Our reading for today is from Ephesians chapter 6, verses 1 through 4. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise, that it may go well with you and that you may live long in the land. Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. Can you welcome up Shannon as you take your seats? Son, Redemption Tucson. How you guys doing? Good, 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 good. Um, it is an honor and a, and a privilege to be before you you all this morning. Um, me and my buddy uh, R.J. Roshto, we uh, we are in that seminary class that Dave was talking about with Stephen. And um, it's just the connection that we have with uh, Redemption Tucson is like like no other. And uh, I just want to say personally thank you guys for allowing uh, me to be down, and, and R.J. as well, uh, to be able to uh, just hang out with you guys. Um, like like uh, Dave was saying, I'm at, at Redemption Gilbert. And... Uh, and I, and I love what I get to do. But if you're new uh, this morning, please, pretty please, ma'am, please, sir, please come back next week and, and hear from Dave. Uh, he's an incredible leader, uh, a godly uh, uh, influencer. It, it seems like we're kind of just uh, boasting up each other. But, but no, he, he's, he's a great friend. And, and the reality is he did pay me to say those things about him. So... <laughs> No, Dave is Dave, yeah. <laughs> a great guy, and uh, we, we love him very dearly. Um, so a, as you all know, I mean, uh, as a church, Redemption uh, at large, all nine congregations have been going through Ephesians. And, and personally, this study has been extremely uh, uh, formative in, in shaping me spiritually uh, as a husband, as a father, um, and, and as, a, as, a, as a leader within our, within our church. And uh, so I'm going to just kind of give us a recap of this letter that Paul has has written to the folks of uh, Ephesus. Uh, He starts out by, Paul, This is starts out by taking these diverse things and bringing them into unity as one. Uh, So in chapter 1, we have heaven and earth. Uh, In chapter 2, God and people that that he's bringing together. Chapter 3, Jew and Gentile. Chapter 4, the diverse gifts of the Spirit into one body. Uh, chapter 5 last week, we did husbands and wives. I hope marriages got fixed on that deal. Um, chapter and, and, and today we're in Chapter 6, getting to uh, uh, tackle parenting, so parents and children. And, and as our mission of calling as a, as a church to be the effective witness of the, of the kingdom, in our communities, in our neighborhoods, it has to start with our families. So let's pray and ask for the Spirit's witness in this uh, this text. God, would you be with us uh, this morning? Would you uh, allow the Spirit's witness to pour, just permeate from the Scriptures into our hearts and and to open our minds and ears to what you have for us on this day? Father, would you um, bless the readers, the hearers, the doers of your word? And and, and again, God, that we would be motivated, challenged, and, and, and then that we would take this word and live out in our missional call and it's in Jesus name we pray amen. So I, I have to make this disclaimer um, my, this message today is is not going to fix your parenting skills. I'm, I'm sorry I'm, I'm hoping that it will at least um, as you're walking away from this give you some practical tools to use as far as helping shape you as a parent or as a child or in our children. But the reality is, man, there's not enough books in the world to, 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 to take on this task of, of parenting. But that's why we have to trust the, the Spirit of God and, and His Word. Amen? So with that being said, we're going to get right into it. Uh, children, obey your parents, for this is right in the Lord. As I was explaining earlier, Paul was taking these diverse things, and, and he was bringing them together into unity in Christ. And, and we need to bring some historical context into the situation. In Paul's day, the child was considered the lowest in value with no social status. Roman fathers had the ability to get rid of their children if they were deformed or unable to perform certain tasks. The ultimate ultimate, uh, ability in this culture or the ultimate uh, uh, situation in this culture was that children did not matter in the household in this day. They were and unless they was unable to perform certain tasks, they, they, were, not, they were not considered to be valued. And and in and, and Matthew 18, 1 through 6, Jesus is wanting to turn that upside down. He says this: at the right time, or at that time, the disciples came to Jesus saying, Who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? And calling to him a child, he he put him in the midst of them, and he said, Truly I say to you, unless you turn and become like children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Whoever humbles himself like a child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And then verse 5 says this, Whoever receives one such child in my name receives me. But whoever causes one of these little ones who believe in me to sin, it would be better for him to have a great millstone fastened around his neck and be thrown into the sea. It's pretty important, huh? From, from one perceiving children as no value than having Jesus bringing value to children. Now Paul is just continuing that thread of adding value to our children. And the role that, that, that our children play in our family, he's, he's, he's coloring that in when he, when he instructs them to obey their parents, for this is right in the Lord. And there's two reasons why, why Paul is instructing them to, to obey their, the, 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 for children to obey their parents. And, and the first one is that because it's in the Lord or of the Lord. This letter, again, is addressing the church in Ephesus, which means that he's addressing Christians. And as a part of this child's Christian duty is to obey those who watch over him. So that's, that's the first reason. And the second reason is because it's the right thing to do. You ever, you ever look at something and go, man, that's, that's just right. I was talking with, uh, with, with, with Mark Frederick here uh, before his service starts, and I was asking him about his favorite food, and he, to, he was telling me about his favorite dish is a, a fajita. Anybody had some good fajitas from, from one, some of these Mexican restaurant restaurants? I mean, it just, just, that's just good. This is a good thing. For some of us, it might, be, it might be a set of golf clubs. I was, in a, uh, I was at a, a, a golf tournament uh, not too long ago. My golf swing is not good. And, 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 but I, I went to check out at this pro golf shop with one of our, one of our um, uh, members at our church. And, again, I just picked up golf like two, two years ago, so I'm kind of really fresh on this deal. And I was looking at these golf clubs, and, and, and what, man, some of these golf clubs are Nice. Like the, the Bentley's of golf clubs is what I was looking at. Price was a little out of my range, but it was just good to hold them and, and, and play with it at the, at the deal. Uh, but, but some of us might be golf. Others it might be uh, cars. For, 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 but for me, it, it's, it's a, a nice warm brownie. <laughs> with, with, with pecans baked inside of it. Chocolate sauce just smothered all over this deal. Two, two generous portions of, 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 of ice cream, vanilla bean to be exact. When I look at that, that is right. That is a, a foretaste of the kingdom, if you will. When children obey their parents, in God's eyes, that is right. And it's good. Children have the responsibility to obey their parents. However, as parents, we have the responsibility to teach our children and to show them what obedience looks like. In Proverbs 10, 17, in the Book of Wisdom, Solomon says this, Whoever heeds instruction, whoever whoever, uh, uh, obeys instruction, is on the path to life. But he who rejects correction leads others astray. Teaching a child obedience is one of the most important jobs a parent has. But showing them as is as equally important. We're to be imitators of God, as, as as we read last week or a couple of weeks ago in Ephesians 5 1. Be imitators of God. This is a great quote I love. And it says this about, about children. The children are like mirrors. Whatever they 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 see or they hear, they do. So be a good reflection. They're they're they they're walking into your footsteps. How are you leading them? Paul gives us another example of this responsibility in raising our kids in Second Timothy. This in Second Timothy uh chapter three, fourteen through sixteen, and it says this. But as you but ask for you, continue in what you have learned and have firmly believed, knowing from whom you have learned it and how from childhood you have been acquainted with the sacred writings which are able to make him make you which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus all scripture is breathed out by god and profitable for teaching for reproof for correction and for training in righteousness Paul has just given us just one more example of why the scriptures can be trusted in this matter of raising kids. God's word is able to bring them unto salvation. It's able to bring them to sound judgment and it's able to train them in righteousness. This is why the scriptures can be trusted. He goes on to say, now we're back in Ephesians here. He goes on saying in in, in verses 2 and 3 that we're to honor our mother and father. But this is the first commandment with a promise that it may go well with you, and that you may live long in the land. And, and, and Paul is he's he's quoting from the, the, the Torah, the, the first uh, five books of, of 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 the Old Testament in Deuteronomy five sixteen. And and I and I want to emphasize this this portion of obeying your parents that it may go well with you. When I was in the th- I think it's third or fourth grade, um. I I received my report card, and on my report card, um, there was one grade that was not a good grade. It would be as an an F that is the grade that I received. And, And so, again, third grade. I thought it would be a good idea. I need to change that. Now, it's not like today where, where you get online and you can check the progress reports and you can have the parent-teacher conferences and all of that stuff. You can go in and all of that stuff, give you a login. I mean, that's what we can do for us. My wife is great for that. Me, not so much. But, but she, she so, so, so we get the report on that carbon paper. And, and with that carbon paper, for some of y'all, that, what that, is that? So it, it's very thin, and, and, the, and the, the ink on that is a- almost like lead. So y'all should have seen me. I was I was on the bus as if I had my own like little laboratory, and, and I had a number two pencil, and and I'm and I'm and I'm, and I'm, and I'm erasing very very softly and carefully because I didn't want to tear it. So, and, I'm, and I and I, and I just draw the line. I make the, the diagonal just good, and, and I get the line, and 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 I look at it, and this is this is good in my eyes. But 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 there was something I did not realize. In the middle column, there was this, 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 this portion for teacher comments. And it told you why your child received the grade they received. I didn't care about that. <laughs> Number one, because I didn't care to read anything that was on that report card, other than what was in the columns of what, what subjects I had. So anyway, I needed a subject to test out my, my artwork. And so uh, I, I went to my 80-year-old grandmother at the time um, who, who didn't have much of an education. So I said, she'd be great. That's great. She'd, she'd be a great person to, to, to look at this deal. And she said, oh, baby, good, good job. Keep up the good work. And I'm thinking, I got it. I'm, I got it. I'm in the bag. I'm home free. <laughs> my mom comes and picks us up from, from, my, from my grandmother's house. And, uh, and, I, and I'm excited. I'm excited. Now I think I done done it, you know. So I, I, instead of her asking me, did you get your report card? I Hey, mom, I got my report card, here you go. And <laughs> she reads it, I walks away, I'm, I'm, it's in the bag. And, and she says my name in a way that you know, <laughs> she, and when she asks the middle name, it's even worse. And, and did you change your grade on this report card? And I'm stuck, I'm stuck. I, <laughs> Yes. Well, that night, ladies and gentlemen, the board of education was applied to to my hind parts (laughs) that produced that, that produced something instantly. And and it produced a character quality called integrity doing the right thing when no one's looking. Um, Uh, Even today, I I get a little fitchy and twitchy when my mom asks me how I'm doing in my seminary. (laughs) The pass/fail grades, yeah, I'm good. I'm doing good. Everything's good. The professor likes me. Everything's great. Honoring your parents that it may go well with you is is it is a promise. It is a promise. And, and, and when, Paul, when Paul shares that, to me, it helped me formed, even today, as, a, as an adult child, of con- a continuation of honoring my parents by being transparent with others. Colossians 3, 2 and 1 says this, Children, obey your parents in everything, for this pleases the Lord. As we teach and train our children to obey and honor our parents, this pleases God, and, and the quality of life we live is, is, is better for us. On August 5th, 2018, um, Anna, Annabelle timset wrote this article. And, and in this article, the title of this article is called, "Should You Raise Your Kids Religious?" Here's what science says. So that's the name of the title. And, and, and here's some of the results from this study that now, again, this is not a Christian study. This was this, the results that were found were from a scientific study, and, and the results were this: benefits associated with personal religious religiousness have been well documented. They have uh, uh, included, but not limited to, less drug and alcohol and tobacco use, lower rates of depression and suicide, better sleep quality, and and greater hopefulness in the overall life satisfaction. Now, this is what the science found through being religious. But as Christians, we know that our lives are hidden in Christ. And as our lives are hidden in Christ, these are are some of the results that comes from that. That we don't have to be bogged down with this this culture and this society. We, we We have a greater hope outside of this world that this world honestly cannot fulfill or it cannot satisfy us. And the general sense from this passage is that the child will have a better quality of life by listening to the wisdom and heeding the instructions of their parents as we guide them in the Lord. However, this does not guarantee success. Romans 5.8 says this, that we were enemies of God. We were enemies, born enemies of God. And at the right time, Christ died for us. But those who will heed the instructions will have eternal life. Those who will heed the instructions will have a, a, a relationship with Christ. And as parents, we are to be a signpost for our children, pointing them to that amazing truth. And in, chapter, and in verse 4 of, of Ephesians, he, he goes to say this about the fathers. Do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them, in the, bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. So again, the gospel is introducing this fresh and new perspective into parental responsibilities by insisting that the feelings of the child must be taken into consideration. Again, because Paul, is, he's, he's talking to a, a culture at this time that doesn't care about ch- children. He's, he's, he's talking to men who, who really don't have any kind of value for children at all. But the kingdom of God, in the kingdom of God, children matter. As parents, we, we certainly do have the opportunities to provoke our children to wrath through an unkind word. An overcritical attitude. This can be tormentous or a torment to children. Um, I, I was back home um, on on Wednesday. Um, one of my uncles had passed away, and I got a, I got a chance to see a lot of my family. Some families, I, you know, family members I haven't seen in a while, and um, and I and I also had a chance to have uh, dinner with my dad and growing up my my mom and my dad got divorced when i was 6 years old it was just just about to get to first grade and um and my dad i mean when i say got ghost like i didn't see the dude for quite i mean it was it was years and um then when i got to about the 4th 4th or 5th grade he was starting to come back around and and starting to show up for birthdays and stuff like that um, but then he got called to um he was in the army, and he got called to uh, the Gulf War over in, uh, in Saudi, Saudi Arabia. And so he would write us letters, me and my brothers. He would write us, hey, when I get back home, we're going to go to Disney World. When, I, when we get back home, we're going to take these trips. We're going to go and do these things, and it's going to be great. And me and my brothers were excited. Never been to Disney World. Didn't, the, 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 the trips and places that he was talking about, we all want to them on TV. Never been. So we we're we excited. We are we are overjoyed that our father would think of us in this time, and 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 we're honestly we're, we're getting our hopes up. Only to be let down, because when he got back, it was as if those letters never existed. And and that had a lasting effect. I'm I'm talking about four years. That was that was a part of exasperation. To me and my brothers, so much to the point, my, my, the brother right under me is still struggling with forgiveness from, from, from my dad. And it, was, it wasn't just that. That was one moment of the plethora of moments that, that he would miss birthdays, miss ball games, tell us he was going to do this and do that and, and never done, n- never did anything, never followed through on none of that. And so when I was back home, I actually told him that I'm, I'm going to be talking about this. And it's funny that me and you are having dinner right now. Now, we're in great shape now. We, we have a wonderful relationship um, because I've come to the realization that I, I, he's, he, man, we are made of, of flesh and bones. And, the, and life in itself is just hard. And the stuff that he had to deal with as a child uh, growing up with, with, uh, without a dad as well, um, matter of fact, his dad got killed. I think he saw his dad get killed, shot and killed. So, I mean, all this, and, and now as I'm getting older, I'm starting to realize, like, okay, it wasn't that he didn't love us. It was that he just didn't know it. No one was there to teach. It was there, No one was there to instruct. So, so there, was some, there was some level of forgiveness there between us. And, I, and I, told, I told him that, uh, you know, Pop, and I'm, I'm going to share this later on in the, in, the, in the message, that one of the sharpest tools that a parent has is the ability to, to ask for forgiveness for their children. That's, that's one of the sharpest tools. Remember that, especially the young parents in here. The sharpest tool that you have is to ask for forgiveness when you mess up. Not if, but when. And, and and we were talking, and, and honestly, um, it was a really, it was a really productive time with with, with us. But I told him, man, you, you, but but it doesn't stop with me. You got two other sons that 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 are needing to be sought out for forgiveness. Bringing a child up in discipline and instructions of the Lord is a responsibility that Paul has strategically given to fathers. We're to teach them what it means to be disciplined in the Lord, and to be their spiritual example for them. There are two things that a parent should give their child. There are two things, a root and a wing. Said root and a wing, what's that? The root is for so that when they grow up, they'll be, they'll be grounded in the disciplines of the Lord. The wing is so that they can soar in the instructions, in the wisdom of the Lord. Encouragement and rebuke must be combined with training and teaching. So some takeaways for us uh, this morning as we begin to, to wrap up. I want to address a few, a few because there's, there's all walks of life in here all sorts of individuals, some who are parents, some who are not, some who would desire, some who have parent, and now, now their children are grown, some who have, for all intents and purposes, through the gospel and, and God's grace, have done a good job for the parents that feel like they've messed up. I want to I try to cover everyone in this moment right now. So for the, for the parent who, who has the, the adult children that you feel like you have messed up, that you, that you feel like, it, it, for some reason, you, you, you weren't good enough. Be reminded that, that children are, are moral agents with a wicked heart in need of a Savior. James Boyd says this, Adam and Eve, they, they were one generation removed from the garden. Adam and Eve raised their kids right. So what produced a murderous heart in Cain? Sin. it's it's there, it's crouching at the door, waiting to grab and take a hold of them. You could have sacrificed all the things, the right things, time, money, energy, and they still walked away. You don't have to carry that weight. You don't have to feel the weight of that guilt. God is sovereign and he wastes nothing. He wastes no moment. He wastes no 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 opportunity. He wastes no 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 nothing. He wastes nothing. For the parents who are new, I like, I like to call them the fresh out-of-the-box parents. Um, the, the, you, get, you, get, you get your new shoes, you like, mmm, yeah, yeah. like I said earlier, the sharpest tool you have is the ability to repent. You're going to mess up. You are. But to be, to be an example of, of how, you, how you respond when you've messed up is one of the greatest tools that you can give your child. Own it, own the mistake, and be the change that you want to see so that they can be the change that they need to be. For parents who are kind of in the middle of this deal, I would say toddlers and uh, uh, teenagers. Ooh, that's a tough task, <laughs> especially if you've got teenagers. <laughs> we're to be imitators of, of Christ. That's Ephesians 5.1. Um, we're, we're the mirrors. We're, we are the only Bible that sometimes they, they see or read throughout the week. We have to be that for them at home. For me and my wife, so we have an 11-year-old daughter and an 8-year-old son, and honestly, this has just been something that um, by talking with other parents that we've been trying to just like, you know, glean from and get some wisdom from, um, just the instructions that they give is this, um, be to them what you you didn't have. Be to them what you didn't have. Again, I didn't have a father at home. I definitely didn't have a father to, sh- to share the Bible and and, and, and and teachings with me to sit down and talk with me and all this other stuff. So what I've decided to do is on every Monday, until we started our, our R.C. on Monday, so I'll have to figure out another day. But for the past year or so, every Monday, me and the kids would have a Bible study. I would sit down, and we would go through different passages within the Bible, and, we would, and I would make it as simple as possible. Uh, Judas betrayed Jesus. Who wants a friend like Judas? Neither one of them. Mm-mm, not me. Nope. <laughs> Make it as simple as possible. And uh, so, uh, so, so, so we would do that. And, and then, then this, this, this other side is just what they had been seeing through me and my wife. Of when I would prepare for messages such as these, I would be at the table and uh, have my Bible open. They'll be doing homework. I'm be doing my little version of homework of reading through Scripture and writing and stuff. And, and my son, with I'm, that, I'm done with my homework. Uh, what can I do? Okay, son, get your Bible, pick out a passage, and 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 you you write what the passage is saying to you. Just little stuff like that. My daughter, she's like the second mom of the house. She she. She, she, oh my gosh she's such a blessing and here's why she gets up in the morning every morning and she gets herself dressed she goes downstairs she makes herself breakfast when she finishes she goes back upstairs wake up, wakes up her brother tells him to get dressed as he's getting dressed she walks by downstairs makes breakfast has it ready for him and then she yells out Shamar, your brother your breakfast is ready he comes on down, he sits down, he has his breakfast, and as he's finishing, she'll take the dishes and put them in the dishwasher. Yeah, yeah, well, well I say amen to that because that's an extra 10, 15 minutes I get to sleep in bed. So, but no, but, but, and, and that, was, that was her imitating her mother. Of how her mother would come after work and sit, and, and before she gets a chance to sit down, Dinner's ready. We, we're gonna we're gonna eat dinner together. After we finish eating dinner, we gather the dishes together. Her mother gets into the kitchen, and without saying a word, she does these things. And, and my daughter has followed suit. Just a beautiful picture of the gospel being being interwoven into our family. The second or the third group of of parents, I want to talk through or talk about are the seasoned parents, the parents who have the adult kids and, and your kids are serving God and, 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 and for all intents and purposes, they are doing well. Well, I want to make a challenge to you. I want to make a challenge. Reach back and be the mentor. Be, be someone, be, be, be a, 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 a tool or a, a, some kind of investor in a young parent's life. I heard to say it earlier um, when it was talking about the mentors. Paul had Timothy, Timothy had Titus. That is a biblical thing to mentor. And I know there's some young parents in here trying to figure it out like, I could use someone's help. <laughs> be Be that for the young parents. What better What better person? Then a parent who has walked the, 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 the road you've walked, cried the tears you've cried, and prayed the prayers you're praying. There's someone who's already gone through it. In our community, back home, in my, in my family, uh, we kind of have this saying of, it takes a village to raise a child. One child takes a village. And in this, in this setting, that village is the church. This community, this body of believers coming around, rally around each other to help us raise our future. And the last, the last set of individuals I want to address is the adult children who are now taking care of their adult parents. 1 Timothy 5, 3, and 4 has this to say about that. <clears throat> Honor widows who are truly widows. But if a widow has children or grandchildren, let them first show godliness to their own household to make some return to their parents, for this is pleasing in the sight of God. So I made mention earlier that um, this week I was back home for a funeral for my my uncle, um, who was uh, 88 years old. Uh, godly man, um, fought in the Korean War. Uh, had four children uh, actually had five one passed away uh, uh, when when she was younger Uh, but but to us I mean he was he was like the the family patriarch since um, my grandfather had passed away um, earlier and and to us he was he was he was like a hero uh, to our family and when my grandmother his mom was getting up in age she had 10 children and uh, out of the 10, because I had an aunt who, who passed away, uh, those nine, those nine children, I would see them come in and spend each, spend two to three hours with them every day with my grandmother. And, and as I'm watching that, I know it's biblical. I, I really couldn't put my hand on where, but I knew, I knew it was biblical. But to watch my uncles and aunties and my mom how they cared for my grandmother from, from sunup to sundown. They would have, uh, they would have a, a nurse that would come by the house and, and, and change her or do any kind of medical attention if she needed it. But when it came to eating, when it came to uh, bathing, when it came to just sitting down and having company, m- my uncles and aunties and my mom was that for her. Helping her basically raise her in her old age. And I knew, it was, I knew it was special. I knew it was special when, when one of the nurses had, had came up with this lofty idea of, you know, we do have a nursing home. And, and I, I think that kind of ticked off one of my aunties because um, she, she got a little attitude with her. And, and the nurse, as a matter of fact, I, don't, I never re- remember seeing that nurse again. Um, <laughs> but to watch my, my, my aunties and uncles, rally around my grandmother was a thing of beauty and then now fast forward almost 18 years later my uncle being of 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 older age and my cousins following suit they they brought him into their home he stayed with them he had uh, he passed away from a respiratory uh, disease and he lived with them for over four years of taking. And, and I don't know if you know anything about like respiratory diseases like you at the, at the slightest thing of, of whether it's in the air or the weather change. Like they become extremely uh, uh, brittle and, 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 and vital and, and, and to watch them care for my uncle the same way that he cared for his mother. Which is just a thing of beauty. So if any of you in here, the adult children, are taking care of your parents, first of all, it is very biblical what you're doing, and second of all, thank you. This, this task of, of parenting, it's a, it's, it's, a, it's a joy and it's a gift. But, it, but it's also extremely weighty. We are in charge of little ones. We're in charge of little people. Little image bearers of of Christ. And our responsibility, especially as Christians, of of raising them and pointing them to Jesus is critical. How we do that, how we perform that task, that is a major call for, for something outside of this culture. This culture cannot give us the answers that we need. Only Jesus can do that. Amen? Let's pray. Father, thank you for uh, this time. Thank you for just the way that you have uniquely grafted us together to be your imago Dei, your image bearers, to be your witnesses to the kingdom. Father, would you protect us as we continue to lead our families, lead our children as we continue to... Raise them in the way that would be pleasing to you. Father, would you gift us? Would you, um, would you give us an extra dose of energy, of encouragement through the one another's? Would you help us by your spirit to, to lead our children in a way that would honor you? In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.